welcome to the Seek First CEO podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I want to help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Hello, sister friend. We are wrapping up 2023. I cannot even believe it. And I think that as an entrepreneur, there can tend to be this pressure that one, we have to end really strong and two, we have to start really strong. And I want to remind you before we get into today's topic about getting unstuck, that God is your strength and in your weakness, he will show up and be your strength. So You don't have to end the year strong in your own strength, and you certainly don't have to start the year strong in your own strength. God wants to co-labor with you and do the things that he planned for you long ago, and that requires a relationship. It requires trust. It requires communication, and that is what I'm here to do and to mentor you in and through because it is exactly what God continues to teach me and grow me in. So without further ado, let's get into today's topic. It's about feeling stuck. This is really the number one thing that I find my one-on-one clients come to me for. They feel held back. They feel stuck. They feel like they know they're made for more and yet they cannot figure out how to get there. And for most of the women I work with, what got them to where they are now, the success that they have experienced and achieved thus far, cost them a lot. And they're not willing to go to the next level if it's going to cost them their peace, their health, their sanity, their family, their marriage, Whatever it is that a lot of us, myself included, I sacrificed a lot to get to the eight-figure brand, only to get there and realize, my goodness, this isn't it. So if you are feeling stuck at the level that you're at, whether it's you've already achieved six figures and you want to get to multiple six figures, or you haven't quite hit that six figure mark, or you, you haven't been able to quit your day job, or you maybe don't even know a hundred percent what the business is that God's calling you to, but you know, it's something this episode is for you. So let's dive in. I've got five reasons why you might be stuck and not just that, but how to get unstuck. All right. So number one, you have no vision. You lack clarity because of no vision. And as a coach, my job 
for you is to help you get that future vision, that future pace. Where are you headed? And then we figure out where are you now and how do I help you bridge the gap? And in that, that's what any coach does. Get clear on the vision so that then you can get clarity on how to get to that vision. It's that concept of dream, give yourself permission to dream, then decide if that's really what you're going after. And obviously prayerfully, you pray through that. Is it, is it the right timing? Is Holy Spirit giving you peace? Yes, this is it. Doesn't mean you won't, it won't be, mean necessarily there's an absence of fear. It just means that you have peace and like, this is go time. Let's go for it. And then you do. The problem that I see with so many Christian entrepreneurs is that they don't give themselves permission to actually dream with God without limits. They have a fear of disappointing God. They have a fear of maybe being outside of his will and dare, dare I say that maybe their dreams are selfish. So if that's you, I use this analogy all the time because God gave it to me years ago and I love it so much. And now that we are coming up on Christmas, I just did this with my kids. I handed them the Target toy catalog. I got three of them and I said, here, while you are, I think they were like eating dessert or doing something. I said, hey, I have an activity for you to do. Here's your catalog. Here's your marker. Circle the things that you want that you would love to have. They have had so much fun circling that catalog. In fact, they have gone back to it numerous times saying, hey, I want to look through it again and make sure I didn't miss anything. Now, as their mom and their dad, we don't look over their shoulder the entire time and, and say stuff like, why would you circle that? Or that's a stupid toy. Or uh, you already have five of those. You don't need another Lego set. Um, or come on, you have more than enough clothes for your doll. You don't need that. I just simply let them circle it. And then I find joy in looking through that catalog, literally like a smile on my face as I watch, I look and flip through each page and see what they circled. I love seeing the desires of their heart, even though I know that some of those things that they circled are probably not the best gifts for them for many reasons. Sometimes my youngest child will circle things that are way outside of his age range. Sometimes my older children will circle things that I'm like, that's way too babyish. I don't think you're actually going to use that. Some of it is, hey, you've got 10 of those. You don't, you don't really need another one. What if we got something else in its place? Now I, using wisdom and a budget and knowing my children, sometimes better than they know themselves. Hello, God knows us better than we know ourselves. He created us. I think God's so similar. I think he wants to hand you a catalog as an entrepreneur and say, baby girl, what do you want? Without limits, without fear, without shame, without doubts, without you thinking that I'm going to be disgusted with you or annoyed with you or thinking that you're outside of God's will, Circle everything that you want, journal it out, write it out, tell me what it is, write the vision and make it plain so that if anyone else sees it, they could run with it. God wants to start with the vision that's in your heart and he's not going to shame you if you tell him a air quote bad thing. I have to say that because you can't see me. An air quote wrong thing, uh, an air quote selfish thing, an air quote greedy thing. In fact, that's the Holy Spirit's job to say, hey, 
you said you wanted this now let's talk about why you want that and if it's greed or pride or any anything that is not holy and righteous which you are because you were made holy and righteous through jesus holy spirit's going to expose that and say hey that doesn't belong here and we have to start somewhere God knows what's in your heart right now. So number one is if you lack clarity, you will not get to where you want to go. If you lack vision, you it's like getting in a car and saying you're going on vacation, but you end up circling around. You don't even know exactly where you're going. It's the same thing for your business. And so I'm giving you full permission today to take out a journal and be honest with not just God, but yourself about what do you want 2024 to look like? Dream it, then prayerfully pray about it, decide what it is now to take action on, and then do it. That's number one. Number two, a good chance where you why you are stuck is because maybe you have a vision and you have some clarity, but you have no plan. If you don't have a plan, there's a good chance you're stuck in consumption mode. You are spending so much time thinking about it, that, but yet you're not doing anything. And a lot of the times, again, women that I work with, they're afraid to do it the wrong way, so they actually don't do anything. And they fear that, is this, a, is this I, don't, I don't know, I don't know what to do. And so I'm waiting on God to give me clarity. Now, sometimes that is true. But let me tell you that God is a gentleman. And that if he tells you no, like, like that's, that's a full stop, no. But I think more times than not, God's saying, hey, take a step and I'll guide you. Take another step and I'll guide you. Spend time with me. Stay connected to the vine because if you stay connected to the vine, there is no, there's no chance for bad fruit to come about. John 15 is one of my favorite passages. I actually just read it earlier this week. Staying connected to the vine. You are the branch and God will produce good fruit in you. Even if you don't have you know, the 10-year plan or the five-year plan or even the whole one-year plan, but you have to have a plan of some sort to get from where you are to where you want to go. So what if the, today, what if it's not that you're waiting on God to, to come down and sit next to you and to give you a plan? And let me tell you, sometimes in my quiet time, I have had crazy revelations of blueprints, of downloads, of things that the Lord just through the Holy Spirit downloaded into me on paper but can I tell you, out of my 10 years of this journey, that has only happened a handful of times. A handful. And so how have I continued to get to where I am today? Well, I've taken one step. I had a plan. Some of you, that's a plan for one day. Some of you, that, that could be a plan for a month. That could be a plan for six months. It could be a plan for a year. There has to be a plan. And instead of just waiting on God to and again, I use that like analogy of like coming in Jesus, like sitting right down next, next to you and telling you what to do. He promised to give you the Holy Spirit that's already inside of you. And then as you take a step, Holy Spirit is going to counsel you, guide you, teach you, mentor you in the process. So if you don't have a plan, because a plan is important, then what do you need to devise this plan? 
And sometimes, again, when we think we need a plan, it has to be so thought out. Maybe you just need the next step. That's a word for someone today. And sometimes, by the way, we think we need like this full blown out plan because we're control freaks. And if you're a control freak, can I tell you, there's so many reasons why, but stop saying that about yourself. Control is counter to kingdom. You have authority and power and God doesn't give us all the things all the time because he wants to know, he wants us to know that like we need him. And so sometimes when we need to have the, we think we need to have this whole plan mapped out before we can take one step, we are essentially saying like, God, I don't trust you. And I'm just not sure that I can do this unless I have this whole thing, this guarantee. Your guarantee for success is God. And so through that, my question to you is, are you waiting on God or is God waiting on you? He wants to co-labor with you. He's going to meet you in the next step. And again, that's going to look different for every single one of you. Some of you, the next step is literally one step. Some of you, the next step is your plan for the next six months. God has totally changed my plans, but it had to start with a plan. And then as I stay tethered to him and connected to him and communication with him, he will guide me. He will do the same for you. So you need clarity and a vision. You also need a plan because goals without a plan to get there is simply just dreaming and dreaming is beautiful and it's super important, but then we have to actually take action steps. You know, um, this is somewhere that my husband and I sometimes disagree. I'm so like, Hey, okay, that sounds great, but how are we going to get there? And he's like, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I'm like, okay, but how is it going to happen? And yes, it's God. And yes, it's my yes. And yes, it's all the things, but what is the next step that I can take? So if you're picking up anything from this, this bullet point here for you, number two, is no plan. Don't think that it has to be A to Z. It literally could simply be the next step. And so I pray that the person who's feeling stuck because they don't have a plan, it's because they're fixated a lot of the times on the big plan, the big picture, when God's simply just saying, can you just ask me what's next? So I believe that some of you right now are getting literally the next step. And my encouragement to you is to then do it and trust that he's going to take you to the next step and the next step. And before you know it, the whole vision comes to fruition. All right. Number three, you've got clarity, you've got vision, you've got the plan. Okay. Now what possibly could keep you stuck when you've got all of those things? This is like the heart and soul of my business because all those other things, I mean, yeah, there's some, there's some good spiritual stuff too, but a lot of that stuff's kind of tactical. Um, and really just giving you permission to dream of God. But this next piece is like, oh, it's my favorite. It is that you have the wrong posture. Here's what Holy Spirit told me in a coaching session once to help a client get unstuck. And it was this, the plan without the posture is pointless. If you have the vision and you have the clarity and you have the plan, but you don't have the right heart posture, the right mind posture, the plan is pointless. This is why so many people in New Year's say, I'm going to get healthy, I'm gonna hire the trainer, I'm going to join the gym, whatever. And they are behavior modifying their life. What God is looking to do to us 
is to transform us, to restore us back to his original intent. So be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the heart posture, the mind posture. If you don't have the right posture, the plan is pointless. And maybe you think something like, it's possible for her, you see this person on the internet doing X, Y, Z, but, but is it actually possible for me? Will that work for me? Maybe you say you trust God and you're with your words, but your actions aren't really lining up for it. We all have mindset issues. We all do because that's where the enemy comes in. That's where he gets us. He cannot create things, but he can distort things. And what he wants us to do is to come into agreement with whatever it is that is opposite of truth. This is the work most people avoid. And this is where most of your breakthrough comes from. And by most, I mean like 90% of it. So really, if we could kind of sum this point up about the right posture, it really means your identity. Do you actually believe that you are who God says that you are? And in the areas that you don't, because chances are you're a believer, you know that you're chosen, you're free, you're loved, you're forgiven, you're, you're, you're a masterpiece, you're a daughter of the king, all those things, and yet you're not living like it. One thing to wear a name tag, right? It's another thing to actually like own it and walk into the room with it and to embody that person as opposed to just like labeling yourself. And sometimes as believers, I think we just kind of put these labels of Christianity on us. And those are all true. You are chosen. You are free. You are loved. But if you don't believe it, and your posture isn't in the right place, then you're not going to actually live it. And so I always use this, um, this visual with my clients is like it starts in your, because they're like, I know it in my head. I'm like, yeah, but there's a transition from your head to your heart. It's your head. And the next place is your eyes having a vision. What does that look like? Your next thing is what your nose, your senses are so important to God. That's why I gave them to you. What does it smell like? Then your next is your mouth. What does it taste like? And what does it sound like? Your ears. There's this transition between your head and your heart. And it's all the things in between. And primarily, I believe, it's our mouth. When we declare and decree and say a thing that is not, that is if it were so. And we, we actually take scripture and we start declaring it over our lives. This is so important. So just because you know it in your head is 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 not the entire battle the other part is to speak it from your mouth your mouth is a weapon your mouth is a declaration it's a tool that you get to use and then eventually as it goes from your head to your mouth and you start to have an eyes for it and see it and ears and a nose and all the things to taste smell feel all the things God gives you revelation and experiences so that you start living it from your heart. Do you know who you are? As a daughter, do you, do you actually fully walk in that? And most of us have either daddy issues or mommy issues. And not because we had terrible dads or terrible mothers, but because the enemy used our parents 
and partnered with the weaknesses in them and the broken pieces in them to come after the very things that we carry of God. This is a huge part of my own journey and the healing that I've been doing and understanding because I got so passionate about the neuroscience, which is awesome and beautiful and great, and it's helped a ton. And there are so many layers to the science and there's so many layers to healing that God is so good to continue to take us further if we're willing to go there. So it's not enough for you just to know it in your head. You are called to live it out with the right posture of your heart, your soul, your mind, your body, everything. So you embody this idea of being a daughter of God. And then let's not even get started in this episode about the next level because after daughter, you actually are a royal priesthood. You are a queen in the kingdom of God. And that's next level. That's kind of like the journey from like entrepreneur to CEO, which we'll talk about that in another episode because that is a fun journey that the Lord has had me on. All right, number four. So we've already talked about vision and clarity, no plan, the wrong posture. Number four, one of the reasons that you might be stuck is fear. And you've heard before, fear is a liar. You've probably heard it's false evidence appearing real. Yes, and fear is something that we have to name. So my question to you is, if fear is what is holding you back, The only fear that we should have is of God, and that's a reverent fear to acknowledge how holy he is, how perfect he is, how good he is, how loving he is. Not this, you know, not not an Old Testament kind of God where it's like, oh my gosh, he's going to strike me dead if I don't do the right thing. No, no, it's a reverent fear of love and oh my goodness, he loved me that much that he has done that for me. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, but fear, we've got to name it. You, you get to name it. What is, and I ask this a lot to my clients when they know it's fear, I'm like, okay, what's fear saying to you? So that's my question to you today. What is fear saying to you? The goal is to expose it. Literally, light into dark. Darkness is fear, is the unknown. And the enemy would love to keep you in that place that you don't know. And that's often a a saying that we say, I don't know, I don't know. And my clients know that that is not a phrase that I I accept. I actually had a client refer another client to me. And um, in the call, they were like, I already know that you won't let me say I don't know because my the other client had told had told them that I don't know is not acceptable. By not acceptable, it means, hey, okay, we're gonna lean into that. What if you did know? So if you're tempted to just be like, well, I don't know what fear is and I just can't, ex- I, okay, lean into that. What if you did know? Again, this is kind of the dreaming with God. You got to start somewhere. The enemy would love for you to keep it hidden so that you don't know. And one of my favorite uh, phrases is Jesus wants to heal what you've been hiding. And sometimes what's been hidden is not because we're trying to hide it. It's just because it's been, there's so many layers of, of lies and decades of experiences and traumas and different things that have compounded over time that have made us believe whatever that thing is, is actually true. And we have experienced it, but it's not kingdom. It's not the, it's not the story that God wrote for us. It's not God's original design. And so if fear is holding you back, don't let that be an excuse. Ask the Holy Spirit and get get a mentor, get a friend, get somebody who is trusted that can actually help you 
process and discern and expose what fear is saying. Because once you can know what fear is saying, that's the first start of my entire coaching program. We have to recognize the lies. Because if we don't recognize them, we can't do anything with it. And that's why so many entrepreneurs are struggling and stressed out because we believe lies, we've made agreements, we've done all these things that subconsciously we operate from and we don't even know. So number one is to recognize the lie. Recognize it, expose it, and allow Jesus to shine a light into those dark places where fear has been holding you back. Number five, part of the reason that you might be stuck, if it's not vision, it's not a plan, it's not the posture, it's not fear, which it probably is a combo of all of those things, you're either not asking for help or you are asking the wrong people for help. And this is like a twofold process here. Are you asking God for help? Are you actually going to him when your marketing isn't on point? Are you actually consulting the number one marketer ever, Jesus? Like, hello, his story is still being told thousands of years later because he's a marketing genius and he has a real simple discipleship program to do that. So my question to you is are you asking god and i also am not don't hear me in this religious way of like god knows it and you don't need anybody else actually i think that's a lie i've seen that in some social media um posts that's like well if you're not asking god and like if you're not just relying on god yes god is the source absolutely a thousand percent god is the source and god knows that we need people that's why we're wired for community that's why god gives us mentors and coaches and parents and people to guide us along the way. There is no better way to shorten your time of frustration in business than to hire someone, collapse time, and find the people who are further along in their journey than you are that you want what they have. Here's the next part to that is sometimes I think we are not asking for help at all and just acting like everything's okay. We're really good at masking that life is great, especially on social media because we don't want to come across as weak and we don't want to come across as we don't know what to do because my goodness, that would expose that maybe we're not, we don't have it all together. Again, God's strength is it is is actually shows up in your weakness. And so that is something that I have been able to like, it's part of why I think a lot of people have been able to relate to me over the years is because I've been able to share vulnerability. I've been able to show where I don't measure up. And by all means, I'm not telling you all the things because I have places in my heart and I have also places in my life where God is working it out. And I'm only doing that with a very small circle of trusted people. But here's this next part of this. Either you're not asking for help at all because you're trying to pretend like you have it all together, that fake it till you make it. That's not going to work. Or you're asking the wrong people for help. You know, something that somebody taught me a long time ago, I don't remember where I heard this, but it was like, don't take advice from people that you wouldn't want to trade places with. And there's beauty in having people who get you because that's community and that's important, but there is also so much goodness and wisdom in having people in your life that are further along than you are that you would actually trade places with. I believe we need three levels of people in our life to keep us accountable to keep us doing what God called us to do, which is to love him, love our neighbor, love ourselves, and to continue to be in growth mode. And I think that's number one, 
We need people that are at the level that we are at, that really understand the trenches that we're in and that they're willing to pray for us and walk with us. And that's a great place for something like a mastermind or a group coaching program where people are along the journey with you. It's beautiful and it's necessary. It's great to have an accountability partner, somebody who is right alongside you who gets it. It's also really important for us to always be mentoring someone that's a few steps behind us. And for you, those of you who are coaches, I don't always mean a paid mentorship. Sometimes it's the girl at your church. Sometimes it's the woman online who's been messaging you and telling you how much your message resonates with her. And it's spending a little bit extra time with her simply out of service and serving people and giving value. Actually, I have someone in my DMs right now and she's like, hey, I know I'm not paying you right now. She's like, I don't want to take advantage of you. And she's like, but I'm pretty sure like you, you already, like you'd tell me if I was. And I was like, yes, let me decide my boundaries. Um, I, I really feel like God has led me to this particular person to serve her and not, not ask for money. Now I want to preface this with also some people will take advantage and they will be in your DMs asking you for a ton of advice and a ton of coaching when they are probably never going to pay you. In fact, I've had that happen many times where people have, I shouldn't say many times. I've had it happen a few times where people are in my DMs asking me questions and I know that they just paid for somebody else's program. I'm like, hey, wait a second. Like you are willing to invest in them. Um, you know, I, I have value. And so I, there's, there's wisdom in knowing that. All that to say, again, I'm going on a rabbit hole. You, I think, need somebody a few steps behind you so that you can pour what God has so freely given you into somebody else. And then last, having someone a few steps ahead of you, a coach, a mentor, a somebody who you would actually today trade places with. And that means leveling up. That typically means, typically that means investing. That means saying, I am willing to collapse time and learn from that person and take everything that they have spent the last how many ever decades or years or whatever learning, and I'm gonna collapse time and get all of that from them without having to go through everything they've gone through. So five, the stuckness, are you seeking God first? And then are you asking God for the right people in your life to help you get from point A to point B? Sometimes it'll be point A to point F because that's just the way it works. And sometimes it'll be a long process from H to I. All that to say, you need God and you need people. You are, not, you are not going to get to where God wants you to go by yourself. And that includes both with God and other people. And so who are the people he's put in your path? And are you also seeking him regularly? One of the things, I have, I have a lot of resources I've been talking about with my, um, I hired somebody to help me with all these things that I have in my heart. And so one of the things is this business meeting with heaven. If you're not doing those, there are weekly meetings with God specifically about your business. And this is a separate time from God talking about your business than your like normal kind of quiet time with him just being a daughter. So there I think there's a CEO quiet time with God. And then I think there's a daughter quiet time with God. All of that to say, all of these reasons that you are stuck can be, can be healed, can be fixed. 
The question is, where are you? Which one do you need? And what do you need to get to the other side? If I can be a resource for you, I would love to do that. So I'm airing this podcast episode right before the week before Black Friday. And I am so kind of anti. If you've ever followed me on social, you'll know like when it comes up with, you know, all these holidays that we have, I typically don't even post at all on the holidays. In fact, in the month of December, I take the entire month of December off of social media. It's like, I just don't want to have to feel to share the obligatory post. It took me almost a month to share my birthday. Um, I don't really share Mother's Day. I just don't share the typical holidays, which that kind of goes into alignment with this Black Friday concept. I actually pulled my Instagram today and was like, hey, are you sick of seeing Black Friday deals or are you like interested in them? I mean, I see the value in them, absolutely. It's super cool to see, but I'm also like, eh, everyone's trying to sell me something. So here's what I want to put out to you who are listeners to the podcast. If I can serve you in some way in any of these points, whether that is giving you access to one of my programs that you can do DIY, whether that's doing a one-time call and get helping you, whether it's with clarity or getting that vision or helping you get unstuck to have a different set of eyes to see where it is that you're kind of jammed up in getting to the next level. Or maybe it's a a long, a six month mentorship that I am opening up here for founding members for the Seek First CEO Mentor Mind. So it's a combination of mentorship from me and coaching and masterminding with other high achieving kingdom minded entrepreneurs. I have offers for all three of these things, and I don't want to waste time on this episode sharing them all with you. So if you're interested, you do one of three things. Email me and say, I would love to work with you. Here's what I need. And I can tell you what I would think would be the best for you, and we can go from there. DM me on Instagram saying the same thing. Hey, I would love to know your Black Friday deals. Here's what I need, and like, here's what I want. Or message me on Facebook. And no matter what, I know God wants to get you unstuck because he has plans for you and he has big plans for 2024. This is the year of the door. You've got to have, you got to see the door. First of all, you have to have the key and then you have to have the courage and the confidence to put the key in the door, unlock it. And then you get to walk through it. You are not meant to do that alone. You are meant to do that with God and with community with other people. And so I pray that you find those things that are keeping you where you are because the enemy would love for you to stay there so that you can unlock this next level that God has for you. So let's pray. Father, I thank you that you did not intend us to be confused. You are not a God of confusion. You did not intend us to be stuck, which often is tied to double-mindedness. You did not intend for us to ever come into agreement with what fear is saying because you consistently throughout scripture tell us that do not fear, be strong and courageous. So I speak over the woman listening to this podcast who has allowed the enemy's voice to come in and make her fear something. Lord, I just pray that you expose those lies through the Holy Spirit that she can come out of agreement with that and that she can allow your light to expose the darkness. Lord, if she has any double-mindedness, that you expose that, that she's going back and forth, back and forth, being confused. You are not a God of confusion. As we break off the spirit of confusion and double-mindedness in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that if you are leading this woman to a mentor, 
if you are guiding her to a place, if you're calling her and just drawing her back to yourself so that you can actually guide her and lead her as the Holy Spirit's job is to do that. Lord, I pray that she is convicted in the most beautiful way today to show her where you are calling her. And Lord, I just pray that her posture for her mind and her heart are, are put into the right place, a realignment of who you have created her and called her to be. Lord, we thank you for these assignments. We thank you that we get to do this work, not only for you, but with you. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen.